Howdy folks, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. There will be spoilers as I talk about issue 42 of the Dark Horse volume, volume 3 of Usagi Ojimbo. For those of you that want to get in touch, and even if you don't want to get in touch, the information remains the same. I can be found on Twitter at Teal, T-E-A-L, Production. On Facebook, I post the episodes on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo and Usagi Ojimbo Fan pages. BigTimeNoise.com slash RoninRabbit is the website where the episodes initially are posted and via email, usagipodcast at gmail.com is the contact. Grasscutter 2, Journey to Atsuta Shrine, Chapter 3, The Hunger for Death, Dark Horse Comics, Volume 3, Usagi Jimbo Issue 42, cover dated October, November, December, yes, October 2000. Now we join the battle as it is going on. We have a two-page spread. The top third of both pages are six panels of those involved. Komori Ninja, Usagi, Chizo, Genosuke, Senshobo, and generic Nico Ninja. The bottom two-thirds of the open pages. We have Senshobo, Usagi, and Genosuke in the middle, surrounded by the ninja as they had been, and then the Komori ninja flying above them, the leading edges of their wings razor sharp, as those are the weapons they wield, much like we would a sword if we held the sword handle pointing up, blade down towards our elbow, let's say, in kind of a backhand kind of grip, if, if that would be a good descriptor. But either way, the leading edges of the Komori ninja wings, uh, Komori meaning bat. So we have many pages of attackings and counter-attackings. Uh, Nico ninjas losing their heads, Komori ninjas being brought close enough to Nico to be felled. We have usage of Kama here, Death's Heads, just goes back and forth. Here's one panel where both the Nico and Komori Ninja attack and die simultaneously. So the Komori Ninja has kind of the baddish skull death head. The Nico Ninja has that uh, covered face ninja death head. Finally, Usagi um, exclaims the bloodlust is in them. They've all got the hunger for death. And of course, referring back quickly, uh, that is the title of the chapter, The Hunger for Death. Finally, Genosuke, Usagi, and Senshobo decide to run to continue their journey of trying to get this sword, or more importantly, trying to keep it out of the hands of either of these ninja clans. So they are leaving their their friend in the case of Usagi Chizu, who's not a friend, but a, a kind of a long-arm ally, um, to fight the Komori, hopefully, while the three of them get away. But then Chizu recognizes that the three of them are trying to get away and sends several of her ninja after them. There is also a Komori ninja or two that notice this breakaway group. And so they go after our trio of heroes. Some fighting ensues. Uh, a Komori is diving to attack Usagi, but is killed by a Nico. Um, I don't know if the Nico Ninja was attempting to stop 
Usagi and the Komori got in the way, or if the Nico was actually trying to kill the Komori Ninja. Not sure. But the Komori Ninja falls on Usagi, dies with a death head, and then the Nico Ninja knocks Usagi out and, uh, well, doesn't knock him completely out, but stuns him and takes the sword. And then as the Nico Ninja is running with the sword, Usagi yells at Sanshobo and Genosuke to stop that when he's got the sword. They can't get to him and a Komori Ninja ultimately swoops down and kills the Nico Ninja, grabs the sword and flies off. Usagi jumps up and grabs the Komori Ninja by one of its feet, the other foot holding the sword. Just as Chizo comes on the scene, Usagi is wrestling with the ninja, trying to do something to bring it down. Uh, he says that he's going to pull his sword and cut off the foot that's holding the sword, but he doesn't get the chance because the Komori ninja flying with uh, Usagi kind of trailing underneath it runs Usagi into a big limb of a tree and breaks him loose. Kind of, you know, we've always seen that in cartoons of the the flying entity that is being held onto and it just flies into something to like scrape off whatever is is attached to it so usagi falls into the bush chizu runs up and throws some shuriken at the komori ninja missing with many but nicking with one that kind of hints at what's going to occur kind of obviously uh but it flies off and so then Genosuke catches up and just cold cocks <laughs> Chizu. Uh, Usagi and actually Sanshobo both stop him, but Genosuke is pretty bent on killing Chizu. Uh, Chizu says it's because of your friendship with Usagi that I don't kill you for that, as she is kind of crumpled on the ground, which is kind of an interesting place to apply a threat, but okay. So she gets up and is talking to them we see uh here mr sakai has defined komori for us which is bat uh, as per his definition chizu says um tell, tells them that the shuriken that she threw were all poison tipped and that because of that nick the komori in question is now poisoned it's only a matter of time before it succumbs my poison is unavoidable so she's kind of uh, humble bragging that it will bring it down. Now all we have to do is just track it until it, it falls. Uh, we get uh, shuriken as a word and it is defined as throwing star here for us. So then Chizu realizes she's alone so she whistles at the rest of her ninja to come to her uh, and nobody comes. So the takeaway is that apparently in this Komore attack the Nico group that was with her was wiped out. She is the remaining member of that. So now moving forward, uh, we can assume that the mountain path group will be Usagi, Sanshobo, Genosuke, and now Chizu. Uh, Genosuke still is not, you know, he when, a lot of things for Genosuke are, are black and white. And right now, Chizu is falling on the other side of that line from what they are. You know, whatever color you want to apply, it doesn't matter. And he, he pushes her too far, and she finally says, You pompous scum. You don't think I care for my comrades? I grew up with each of them, but a ninja lives to die. That is our reality. Uh, because he was just uh, uh, goading her with the fact that, Wow, you're acting so cool, even though all of your buddies have just died. 
man, you are just one cold-hearted snake. You just, and, you know, he's just going on and on. And finally, she wheels around and uh, tells him off in that fashion. Continuing on, she says, I will mourn later. I will first complete my mission. You may accompany me or go your own way. The choice is yours. So they're following along with her. And we see from a distance as our now quartet are traveling uh, some portion away, standing on a branch watching. Uh, we can only see the back two-thirds of the individual is a ninja. Uh, presumably the one that Chizo chased after before the Komori attack. Uh, for some reason here in the midst of their traveling, I, I'm not sure exactly what the point of this was, but Usagi, uh, Chizo is, is jogging, right, to try to keep up with the Komori. Uh, Usagi is jogging with her and trips and falls. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the point of that is. To show that Chizu is better than Usagi, I, I, don't, I don't know why that is that way. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're talking back and forth, and he trips and falls and then stands up and dusts himself off. So, finally, they come up on the ninja, uh, the Komori ninja, got the death skull, so they just missed. But as they look around, the sword is nowhere to be found, but, oh, here's another trail. So, someone else has seen or come upon the Komori ninja with the sword and has taken the sword as the Komori ninja is dead. So... They track it, and we see several panels of something else approaching the Komori Ninja, and a thought bubble that says to the east. Uh, presumably, the direction, let me see if they say this, the direction that our, yes, hero quartet went, and yeah, they say, then we must go eastward as well, because that's the way the trail goes, and then our quartet went, and then this trailing entity went as well. Uh, finally, we come upon a peasant's, peasant's hut. Uh, Genosuke comes up to it, beats on the door, says, uh, Hey, you in there, open up, you have guests. Go away, comes from inside. We're samurai, Genosuke says. Well, then come in, you samurai. Just take whatever you want. That's better, he says. You have something we're looking for, but food and drink first. And then as they enter, uh, we have a panel here that has shows the faces of um, Genosuke, Chizu, Senshobo, and Usagi. Senshobo is uh, um, surprised. He exclaims, Gods! And Usagi notices and says, Senshobo, what is it? And we see that it is Lord Ikita, who we have run across also in the first, the story of Lord Ikita, how he went from being this great lord to being choosing the life of a peasant to live simply. In the first several issues of the Dark Horse volume, I think the first, say, 10 or 12 issues, we run into that story. And then Ikita says, uh, it's Akita, his wife, and his daughter. And he says, wait a minute, I know you. Can, can it be? Ha, 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 he laughs. It is. And um, Usagi and Genosuke are surprised. Uh, Senshobo immediately drops to his knees before his, his lord, and uh, Akita says, Get up, Inushiru. I am a peasant now, a lord no longer. It is good to see you again, my friend. But you travel with interesting companions, two samurai and a Nico ninja, which he doesn't really seem a fan of, and Chizu really doesn't care, but she's looking kind of ferocious. 
what are you involved in in Ashiru? And we see Genosuke here, who says his name's Sanshobo now, and we're after this sword as he bends down and picks up the sword that Aikida took off the dead Komori ninja. Uh, Aikida tells him, I found it on the body of a Komori ninja when returning from the village. It is an ancient blade. And Sanshobo tells him, it's Kusanagi no Suruki. And Aikida exclaims, grass cutter, the sword of the gods? Usagi says, Senshobo, as if, you know, you, you shouldn't tell him that. But then Aikida says, relax, samurai. I lost my interest in power and intrigue long ago. I'm content with my life as a farmer. Take the sword with my blessings. Usagi responds, thank you. Sensobo described you as a person of honor. And as they're talking uh, here, the wife and daughter of Aikida are moving off to the side, presumably to get refreshments for everyone. And we see from behind, we are seeing Chizu, who is doing something with a plip and a snap. And uh, she's getting ready to do some kind of ninja uh, hocus pocus stuff. So dinner is brought out. Uh, Chizu indicates I'll help myself uh, to one also uh, as, as the uh, cooked fish here that they're eating. So she goes to the hearth to get one, picks one up and drops something into the uh, fiery hearth, eats a little of the fish and then says, I'm going outside to scout the area. We don't want any more surprises. And Usagi tells her, okay, be careful. She says, don't worry about me. And we see here in the hearth that whatever this is, is hissing, um, getting ready to, you know, do uh, whatever it's going to do. And so that ends chapter three of the Grasscutter 2 saga, Journey to Atsuta Shrine. Not too, too many terms this issue. We were given Komori, which is defined for us as bat. And then Shuriken, which is defined as the throwing star that the ninja use. All right, consulting the great list as to what I'm talking about next, I have no idea. As I am recording this in the midst of World War C, the fight to combat the COVID-19 virus. Um, at the very least, uh, I have plenty of back issues to talk about. There may still be one more current Volume 4 and one more Color Classic to come out. That remains to be seen. But either way, the next issue that I talk about after this episode will be another Usagi Yojimbo issue. The specifics yet to be determined. So by all means, tune in and be surprised, as will I, when I decide what I'm going to talk about. Talk to you guys next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.